0: Lights. Camera. Think. It's Philosophy Talk's third annual Dionysus Awards.
1: Honoring the most philosophically compelling movies of 2010.
0: And the nominees are...
1: For the most mind-bending transgressions of reality.
0: Inception. We can train your subconscious to defend itself from even the most skilled extractor. Black Swan. You could be brilliant, but you're a coward for the most philosophically compelling movie about love, loyalty, and dysfunction, Blue Valentine. What's your name? Go away. Go away? Go away.
1: That's a weird name. The Fighter.
0: I'll fight Sanchez the way I fight. I'm talking about the way you fight, you moron. Movies can make you laugh. Movies can make you cry. Movies can scare you out of your wits. But
1: movies can also make you
0: think. The third annual Dionysus Awards, coming up on Philosophy Talk. After the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of KALW San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. Today, it's the third annual Dionysus Awards Show.
1: The Dionysus Awards are presented to the most philosophically interesting movies of the year. Let's start with the fact
0: that movies, at their best, are really cool things, John. They can make you laugh or make you cry. They can frighten you out of your wits, transport you to far-off places and times, take you deep inside
1: the hidden reaches of the human mind. Movies are kind of magical in that way. Now, Hollywood's main claim to fame is decidedly not that it churns out movie after movie designed to make us think and think hard. So every year, aided by a stable of film critics, past guests, and our listeners, we uncover a true treasure trove of films worthy of consideration.
0: Some of them are big movies that will win many other awards, but some of
1: them are small movies that hardly anyone has seen. Last year's Dionysus Award winners included the Academy Award-winning Hurt Locker. What's the best way to,
2: to go about disarming one of these things? The way you don't die, sir. But
1: there were also hardly noticed gems, like the movie Me and Orson Welles, a brilliant and entertaining one that came and went from theaters in the blink of an eye.
3: There's so much more to life than just being an actor. I keep wondering what you're doing mincing around the stage.
0: Mincing? Oh,
3: come on, you know what I mean. I mean, all that
2: ego up there.
0: It's exciting. And this year's nominees run the gamut, too. From the little-seen mockumentary, I'm Still Here.
3: The rumor mills are now buzzing that Joaquin Phoenix's retirement from acting and newfound career as a rapper is all part of an elaborate hoax that is being documented by his brother-in-law, Casey Affleck.
1: To mind-bending movies that transgress the borders of reality, Black Swan and Inception.
0: Admit it. You don't believe in one reality
1: anymore. So choose. Choose to be here. Choose
0: me. I don't know about you, John, but
1: I'm eager to get started. It's going to be a fun and entertaining hour. But before we start handing out the hardware, Ken, our roving philosophical reporter Caitlin Ash, is going to tell us a little bit about Dionysus himself, who he was, and why he deserves to have an award named after him. She files this report.
3: Dionysus has inspired the names of record companies, salons, and even lines of baby clothing. There are Dionysus theaters, Dionysus festivals, and Dionysus wine distributors. But who was Dionysus?
2: Uh, Dionysus is a Greek god. I want to say war or, or love, or both.
3: An old Greek somebody, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Goddess of something, love maybe, I don't know. I don't know, I don't remember.
2: He's the god of wine, and uh, he's the god of dance and music.
3: Mark Griffith is a classics professor at UC Berkeley. He's an expert in theater, dance, and performance studies.
2: Uh, The god, really, especially, you could say, of kind of transformation. And, of course, Dionysus is the god of Greek theater.
3: Griffith says Dionysus has inspired some pretty wild parties.
2: Songs about him, the dramas about him, involve switches of... Occasionally even of gender, certainly of behavior, state of mind, um, ecstasy, literally standing outside yourself, or enthusiasmos in theos, having the god inside you and feeling that you're just sort of transformed, overwhelmed, into sometimes like a wild beast. Sometimes you feel like a god yourself.
3: To demonstrate, Griffith brings in a graduate student.
2: David Jacobson, and we're going to do a couple scenes from Euripides' Bacchae.
3: If this play were made into a movie, it would definitely be R-rated at least. Basically, Dionysus disguises himself as a human to take revenge on his cousin, King Pantheus of Thebes, who refuses to worship him. The young god stirs up an ecstatic mob of female followers, including the king's mother. Pantheus dresses up as a woman so he can spy on the possessed mob as they perform their rituals. Here, Professor Griffith plays Dionysus, who's disguised as a priest and Jacobson plays King Pantheus, who's dressed up as a woman.
2: Pantheus, if you're still so curious to see forbidden sights, so bent on evil still, come out. Let us see you in your woman's dress, disguised in minad clothes, so that you may go and spy upon your mother and her company.
1: I seem to see two suns blazing in the heavens,
3: and now two thieves, two cities. What happens next is a little disturbing. The women see King Pantheus, and thinking he's a threat, they tear him limb from limb, The king's mother is the one to actually rip off his head. She presents it to her father, thinking it's a hunting trophy. When she realizes what she's done, she's utterly devastated. Again Mark Griffith.
2: Anybody who insults a divinity then or now tends to be um, faced by all kinds of hostility and in this case the divinity um, maneuvers him into a really ghastly end.
3: So to recap. Dionysus is the god of wine, nature, transformation, ecstasy, and Greek theater. His father was a god, his mother was a mortal. He's vindictive, he's wild, and he's a lot of fun to worship.
2: But he's actually, I think one would say, the hardest of all the Greek gods to kind of summarize.
3: For Philosophy Talk, I'm Caitlin Esch.
0: You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.